Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. diggity dog mark hot diggity damn peter that is uh the beginning of the podcast i ran into it rather too quickly <laughs> like a man diving into a wrestling ring <laughs> and didn't really sort of land properly and i've i've, I've torn my raw tetic off and my, now i can't my, bench press my anymore. big dream my, my my big dream my big nightmare <laughs> is uh ending up in a wrestling ring in any capacity <laughs> and it's gabbling something that doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't think there's any way back from it. No, it's, it's why have I got that mic? Crowd. Yeah. Um, I've often thought when I'm watching WrestleMania, I'd actually quite like to jump off the first rope onto my back <laughs> and see how flexible the ground is. Yeah. Because I reckon it would wind me and think, how the fuck do these people do this yeah, I, as a job? Because uh, I think when I was a kid, I used to think that it was just a taut sheet. Yeah. But obviously it can't be. That's ridiculous. Well, I used but to, it's just I, I, wood, isn't it? A lot of kids used to like sort of rest on trampolines and things. Yeah. And you'd sort of go, well, it's bouncier, but it's essentially this. And what it was, was it was planks yeah. that were covered with a blanket, and yeah. then you have a canvas over the top. Incredible, really. Yeah, some of them were sprung. Uh, especially the WWF, they had better rings right. uh, than, than all the sort of cheaper places. Mm. And people used to find when they went to the smaller places that they, they would do a bump and they'd just go, right, I'm never doing a bump again here. Yeah. So uh, people would just not touch those rings uh, yeah. but I went to see Big Daddy Wrestling Boreham Wood in the venue yeah. and that was All Star Wrestling a long sort of standing British company mm. and it was the first time I'd ever got close to a ring Yes, and I remember putting my hand over it and I thought it was going to feel like, like my mum and dad's bed yeah. you know when they had a double bed I thought yeah. it was going to be like a big double bed and what it felt like was it felt like the road <laughs> <laughs> it was astonishing um, and I noticed pretty quickly that ain't nobody doing any bumps in all-star wrestling no I mean it, it just uh, people always have the idea that it is just a big sprung mm. soft landing yeah it is not well I, I remember talking to a guy in Newcastle um, and he was sort of saying oh yeah my mate owns a ring and you just buy a ring for like four grand uh -huh. and like and then you're kind of the guy with the ring I mean you got transported in like a in, yeah. a, in a white van but you're the guy with the ring and, yeah. and you're you know you could rent it out and stuff so maybe we could buy a ring. Will you go into business with me? A ring. <laughs> if I was going to do renter. anything, I would be a promoter. Ringrenters.co.uk. Yeah. That, what, ooh. dealing with horrible men? Yeah. Horrible, angry wrestlers? Oh, absolutely. And, and underpaying them. <laughs> and, and Running away. And doing moonlight flits. <laughs> uh, uh, putting myself over all the time. Giving myself an hour of talking at the start of everything. Um, you know, advertising people who then didn't turn up. No showing my own events. You know. <laughs> I'd love it's, it. 
Uh, tonight we're, uh, we've got three Virgils wrestling <laughs> and, and one Ted DiBiase. Yeah, at no, uh, at no point did I say that Hulk Hogan was... <laughs> You can quite clearly see there's an ER at the bottom of that. That's Hulk Hogan. This is Hulk Hogan. <laughs> is that your wife? No. Why, why am I in prison now? <laughs> <laughs> Ironically, quite a lot of wrestlers here. Hello. Uh, oh, oh, no. They're, they're wrestling me quite, quite dangerously. Oh. Um, so we're going to kick off. Uh, this is the back end. The business end, if you will, yeah. of a tawdry little yeah. wrestling show called WrestleMania 7. Yes, and we're very much in the final part. So parts one yes. and two you can listen to and mm. go back. And do listen to them because yeah. we recorded them at the start of this marathon session. Yes. So I think we're both flagging now. <laughs> We've uh, Our two Budweiser's we brought each. Yeah, we're, we're blown up. We are blown up. We're, we're, we're blown tired. up. We're, we're, we're sleepy. Oh. We well, don't really want to start with twenty-seven year now twenty-seven-year-old earthquake. Oh, he's only fighting 27. Greg Valentine. Uh, Greg Valentine must be forty-five here. <laughs> must be. Um, they, they had a funny thing where, for some reason, they decided that Greg Valentine should be freshened up. And so, yes. after being a bad guy since about nineteen eighty-one, so mm. a long decade, mm. probably even earlier than that, yeah. they thought, baby "Do face. you know what? Maybe if he was a baby face." he will be the biggest baby face of all time. <laughs> and they ran that experiment for about four weeks. And this happens to be... Happens to be in the four weeks? In the four weeks. Magic. And actually, Greg Valentine was... He'd never be this good again. And he hadn't been this good for a very, very long, long time. time. Right. And something about being a good guy, he actually sort of goes faster than he normally does. <laughs> and he's sort of trying to be... It's a bit like... It's a bit like his first ever match. Yeah. <laughs> in that he's a bit like oh, this is jazzed good. This out is by it. Yeah. And, and, and like, I guess maybe he equated being a bad guy with being slow and rubbish. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> in fairness, the audience hated him. So, <laughs> mission accomplished. Uh, but this, he, he works quite hard, yeah. which is weird. And obviously he was thinking, maybe there's a part of him that he was thinking... Maybe at the age of 57, I am the next ultimate warrior. All the kids will go mad for Greg Valentine. Greg Valentine t-shirts, yeah, Greg Valentine pennants, banners. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think he is one of the people, I think he may have had one t-shirt at oh. one point. And, I don't and think that is the said... mark of like a successful character, isn't it? You get your t-shirt, yeah. you get your figure, you get your... You, you think of the money that Hogan and Warrior were making at the mm. merchandise stand. So if you don't have anything on the merchandise stand, there's no way of tapping into that money. Right. I think Greg Valentine, they used to advertise his T-shirt in, like, you know, the WWF magazine. Yeah. Among all the other guys. And it would just be the words of Greg and a picture of a hammer. I mean, it was... They, they were like, you know... Yeah, sure, we got your T-shirt, Greg. You know, are you going to print up a load? Go, no, well, we'll, we'll print to order. Yeah, we'll, we'll print to order. Print to order doesn't exist yet, but that's we're going to print to order. Okay, we've so, made a T-shirt design that's easily modifiable back to Hulk Hogan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, someone said they bought a Hulk Hogan T-shirt the other day, and when when they put it on on the inside, it said Greg the Va- <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I don't know. That's well, a, a mistake. Yeah, there. So yeah. Weird, isn't it? that's uh, you're going to have to have a word with Terry about that. I don't <laughs> don't know. Well, the thing I've noticed about we talk about merchandising a little bit, but probably not enough. Mm. Um, but the thing. I've noticed with people tweeting in they'll tweet in pictures of figures they've seen in like shop windows and stuff yeah. or, or people's um, collections and the amount of times Mark you've recommended that they smash the window yeah. to steal certain oh, figures is in, it, you can't keep doing that <laughs> Look, that is naughty Pete let me make it clear I want all those figures <laughs> Right, there are people out there with figures, and and I don't have the figures. I'd like the figures. I uh, spent a heady afternoon in Akihabara, Tokyo, mm. with you, yep. walking around to every weird little shop. Yep, got with you walking and going. 
プレスプレスワードですか ?And confused Japanese people go, I don't know. はいはい。イノキイノキさんイノキ ?I looked at a,、uh, a giant baba who is a, 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 the,、yes. the, the man in charge of all Japan.、Mm. I, I was shown a book of lino samples. You showed me that and now <laughs> I can connect the dots. It was a man、yeah. who was advertising garbage samples. Yep. Giant baba, one of the huge、uh, promoters in Japan,、yes. made himself the big star. He was the booker as well. He's been described as looking like a corpse with skin stretched over it. He looks like a Japanese Frankenstein man. He is. He's a, he's a, a huge, huge Japanese man,、yeah. guy. So he was six, eight, six,、mm. maybe even six, nine, six, ten.、Mm. I mean, he was remarkably tall, especially in the Japanese、yeah. uh, wrestling community. Yeah. And、uh, yeah, he, he lent his face to everything. So I went through a book of lino cutouts、uh, that he was on the front of. So weird. And I, 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 I thought to myself, hmm, 35 quid. I, where else am I going to get a <laughs> book of 1970s lino cutouts <laughs> with giant baba? That's, that is, my wife will never forgive me for saying this, but there, I, I don't think of my wife all the time. I'm not one of these romantic people. But when I was thinking about spending £35 on that lino book with giant baba on the front, I thought, I thought of my wife and I thought how angry she'd be. It cost you in the night, though, doesn't it? I'm talking about it now. When, you, st- when you stare into her eyes. <laughs> tell you what, I tell you what. Talked about that book of Lino more than my wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think about that quite a lot.、Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, funnily enough, it's weird that you bring this up here because Greg Valentine, he has one of the rarest figures of all time. Okay.、Um, the, <laughs> Sounds like for obvious reasons. We remember at WrestleMania 6, he was in Rhythm and Blues. Yes. He had black hair. Well, they briefly did a Rhythm and Blues tag team,、uh, but by the time the, the figures were ready to come out,、mm. he had reverted back to his blonde hair. The tag team was no more. Uh, and they'd fired the honky tonk man.、Yes. So those figures never made it to production, <laughs> but there were samples made. And the sample of、Whoa. Greg Valentine with black hair in rhythm and blues、mm. became the most valuable wrestling figure、uh, of all time. Certainly in modern times. I can't think of one that's more desirable.、Mm. Um, it goes for, I mean, tens of thousands. There's,、yeah. only, there's only a couple of prototypes, if that. I think there's only one guaranteed prototype. And、Holy、it was bought, it's owned by the WWE superstar Zack Ryder. Who is a huge collector of,、uh, of wrestling <laughs> figures. figures. Yeah, well, that's so nice. If you see a, a black haired Greg Valentine figure,、mm. it is absolutely worth killing to get your hands <laughs> on it. And I, and I mean killing anyone. Yeah. Killing anyone who stands in your way. <laughs> or, even if you,、uh, or even if you just paint a normal Greg the Valentine. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that will save lives. But, but, but it's not the right one. No, it's not the right one. It's the same as Kamala with the moon on his belly. That's the other one you want to search out. What? Why has he got a moon on his belly?、Uh, because they changed it to a star later, but some of the early ones have moons, have moons on, on his on belly.、Them. Isn't that weird? I mean,、mm. this is the kind of the most, obs- the most incongruous and obscure of the obscure. Like, you don't just. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm suddenly really into getting so, on the internet right now. So long We need as, to stop the show right now, m a r k So、Mark. long as the four men in the world who are willing to pay more than £12 for any <laughs> action figure don't die, then those things do have a value. Yeah. That's When those、true. four guys die <laughs> or lose their money, then these things are literally just some plastic. It was like、um, when a,、uh, a woman bought, a, like, bought, put all her money, like nest egg kind of shit.、Mm. Uh, into Rob Harris paintings. Yeah. And that went awry. Yeah.、Uh, I, I, my, my brother in law has a Rob Harris painting.、Mm. I mean, mad? I mean, but the price that you pay for buying bad art is that <laughs> sooner or later, 
it will be worthless. Now, <laughs> Rolf just hurried that along. And <laughs> I, I think it actually... Instant gratification. Know, look, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I know this is not a popular thing. Mm. I think as an art statement, what Rolf Harris did to go, my art is shit and I'm going to make it worthless, I go, good art. That is like the... Is good it, art. Is the KLF burning all that money? Uh, yes, yeah, KLF, <laughs> Bill Drummond, absolutely. I'm not saying that Rolf is as good an artist as the KLF, but I mean, he he's he's a better artist than a lot of people. <laughs> How has it taken this turn? How has it taken this No one's stopping us from saying anything, I've just realised. <laughs> Weren't you supposed to be talking about WrestleMania 7? No, 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 no. Everyone listen to me. You've got to start buying pictures by Rolf Harris. <laughs> God. We've driven up the price. Like Ethereum or Bitcoin. I can finally get rid of my 55 Rolf Harris paintings <laughs> that I bought back in 1985. From my brother-in-law. <laughs> he was ahead of the curve. Ah. Oh. <sighs> Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> Donald Trump's here. Um, mm. There's a beautiful moment where Donald Trump appears and Mean Gene uh, interviews Donald Trump. Yeah. But Mean Gene mugs off the Fonz yeah. massively. The Fonz is sitting down. Chuck Norris is involved. Yep. Uh, Lou Ferrigno, uh, the Hulk, uh, is there as well. Mean Gene uh, interviews Donald Trump and then looks, somebody points at the Fonz and says, him next. And he just drags Chuck Norris because he doesn't want to talk to the Fonz. He doesn't want to talk to Winkler. And he grabs Chuck Norris and has a, you know, uh, it's up there with the, oh, who's that artist who was at WrestleMania uh, 1? Andy Warhol. Andy Warhol. It's like that, a man going, oh, it's incredible, man. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Big, mm. big guys, big tough guys. Yeah. Uh, incredible. You love it, don't you? You'd, you'd cut your own head off to watch it again. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm here. Uh, <laughs> and, then, and then the Fonz gets his interview, and he seems more up for it. Yeah. Which, there, is the, which is the biggest crime. There is a really bad anecdote in one of the official WrestleMania books where someone who was working behind the scenes mm. talks about Henry Winkler, and they go, he was such a pleasure. Uh, we went over to him and said, uh, when it's over, do you want to leave by a back door? And he went, no, no, it's all right. I've, I'm here with my, my mate's kids. It's fine. I'll mm. take them out the front. And they were like, What? A wonderful guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to take me longer to get out. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to bring children into this environment where everyone is off their nut. Yeah, no, okay. Fonz is a dick, mate. Uh, and then we, uh, we get the match uh, Legion of Doom yep. uh, versus Power and Glory. Um, I, when I was a kid, I really liked the look of Legion of Doom, and they're the ones that I remember the most because they had their gimmick was just. I mean, I, I mean, looking back at it, it's just football protection yeah. with corns nailed on it. Yes, they, they, <laughs> but they are the single sort of most bulletproof tag team in right. wrestling history. Mm. Two huge great guys from Minneapolis. Everywhere they went, and from pretty much day one, they are huge stars. They've right. got an aura. They don't sell for people. They just walk straight through them mm. and they become huge in Japan and they are remarkable. They're mm. never, they always have quite formulaic matches mm. and everything, but at a time when it was all about being big, mm. these were two huge guys working together and they were just the most acclaimed tag team right. of certainly the 80s. They have a struggle. The first time they struggle is when they go to the WWF. Right. And for some reason, they're just not, as good as they were. Mm. Um, they're in the land of the giants, so suddenly their size is less impressive yeah. than it's been all around. Mm. And they never quite click, so they have brilliant runs all over, the AWA, the NWA, uh, Japan, and they come to the WWF, and it's never, it never quite 
works. Mm. It's it's a it's a really odd little thing, but it's uh, this is this is them at a point where they're on the up and up. They they haven't been there long, mm. and people are so thrilled to see them. Yeah, and they make it a quick match, and this is exactly how they should have been booked. They just come in and they destroy. And then they leave. Yeah. And they, they, they didn't have faith in that. They used to make them have longer matches and one of them would have to be in peril through the match. Yeah. And it destroyed their aura. But when they were the big sort of things in the 80s, they were just the greatest tag team. Their look alone yeah. was one of the most influential looks in, in wrestling history. Really? Yeah. So all the face-painted guys who follow uh, Demolition, the Powers of Pain, mm. everyone, even the Warrior, the Ultimate Warrior, all of that comes from these two guys. Oh. Um, they, were, they were remarkable. Hawk and Animal were their names. Mm. Um, uh, Animal still alive, still going. Uh, Hawk died in the uh, 90s, uh, another, another victim of uh, a heart attack. Oh, okay. Undoubtedly brought on by uh, years of steroid abuse. Indeed. Uh, mm. Slick's there as well. <laughs> yep. Poor Slick. Yep. And Hercules as well. He's, uh, he's still yes. there. No, he's now changed his gimmick. He's working with Paul Roma, who was always a guy slightly on the undercard. Power and Glory are a really good tag team. Mm. You know, they, they just, they, they were, uh, they worked well together. He kept his chin. He's allowed his chin. That's the main thing. He got upset when they tried to take his chain away, didn't they, in <laughs> WrestleMania 6. So he got to keep it this time. Yeah. Um, there's an old man in the audience who is just shouting the word doom a lot as well. <laughs> doom! He's going doom, which I like. Maybe, he, got... maybe he's talking about something else. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he's talking about the forthcoming LA riots. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how there's so much reference to the LA riots, which don't take place for another year yeah everyone seems to be hinting at it yeah. they really do yeah. everything's about to turn to absolute shit here yeah and then yeah. what do you get you get the million dollar man versus virgil which is the epitome of a rich white man facing the vengeance of a repressed minority yes it, again the, the, uh, wrestlemania 7 should have been written after the la riots it wasn't <laughs> it somehow just prefigures the whole thing it's very strange isn't it um yeah virgil with uh roddy piper who dared himself i think yeah i didn't really follow that he legitimately had a motorcycle accident oh i do right okay. yeah so he was actually on proper crutches <laughs> i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use linkedin jobs linkedin has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month over 70 percent of linkedin users don't visit other leading job sites so if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This, I mean, this was such a big deal. So Virgil has been the manservant of the Million Dollar Man yeah. since 1987. Mm. And in all that time, he's just been silent. He's never said one word, mm. and he just does the Million Dollar Man's bidding. Yeah. And they finally, after years, have Virgil not take it anymore. Yeah. And the first time he hits against the Million Dollar Man, the place erupts. He hits, uh, does he hit him with a microphone or something? He makes a big noise. He has to know. pick something up. Oh, I that's it, right. Yeah. Yes, it was, it was probably the belt or something yeah like something silly, and he just yeah. twocks him with it yeah um he was everybody's it, got a price he's saying yeah dbsc in it and he's got everybody's got a price ah, ha, 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 ha. yeah and then virgil twats him. he can't take it no more <laughs> and the crowd went insane for it yeah the problem is the crowd go insane from here as well mm. but really quickly it turns out that since he's been there the four years he's been in the wwf the one thing Virgil's not really bothered to do is wrestle. He's, he's, wrestle. Had, he's had odd matches here and there, mm. but he's really, really not very good. Right. And you would think that after four years mm. of being around this, you could pretty much do it. Yeah. And he is, it, it, you can see really quickly, the crowd aren't confident in his ability. Mm. Well, he, at the end, he has to, well, he doesn't have to, but he picks up um, a crutch. He picks up Roddy Piper's mm. crutch and he, he swings it at Sherry. He clears his head, clears her head by about an inch. Yeah. It is unspeakably close to burning the fuck out of that woman. <laughs> like, incredible. Yeah. In his stupid sleeveless shirts. Yeah. He's, he, it, was, it was a real shame because he'd been doing this for so long. Mm. It's so sad that he wasn't better at this. Yeah. They actually have a, quite, a really good match at SummerSlam, which is right. after WrestleMania, where he finally wins the million dollar belt. Right. And that was a big thing. But the problem is. Nobody really cared about him seeing anyone else. You know, nobody mm. really cared about seeing him wrestle anyone else. Right. They wanted to see him wrestle the million dollar man and beat him. Mm. And when that happened, it was over for him. Yeah. And he's just got nothing to do. Yeah. And so he then just sort of begins just the spiral down of, you know, not really anything until you end up in the subway or, <laughs> you know, saying that you can book the million dollar man and him having to literally tell people not to listen to him <laughs> because he lies about it. Um, but it, that kind of narrative about getting one over on your boss has been repeated a few times it uh, has. in wrestling. And every time they've done it, it's been sensational. Yeah. And you can see why they keep on going back to that well. Yeah. I mean, most famously, it's done with Vince McMahon and Steve Austin. Yeah. Where you have that period where the person is oppressing, 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 oppressing. And that moment where they rise up for the first time, it's an unrepeatable buzz, mm. an unrepeatable reaction. Yeah. After that, it can be diminishing returns. With yeah. the McMahon and Stone Cold, they did really well to keep that going. But the Virgil thing, people want Virgil to be better than he is. Mm. And you can really tell, they, they're so excited when he comes out. And as the match goes on, they just go quiet. You know, they, they, they just sort of <laughs> go, it's, it's, oh, it's are we a, back a, in the wrong one Well, here? compared to like the Legion of Doom, that was a minute long match. This one's like nearly eight minutes. It's like, yeah. Ugh. Yeah, and you have, in the Legion of Doom match, you have four people who have been doing, doing this for 15 years mm. each. 
Um, and in this one, you have Virgil, who's really been. I mean, what, what's he had? Three matches a year for mm. the last five years. It's yeah. just it, if anyone could could have taken him through it, it was Ted DiBiase. Mm. So you, you get the impression of how bad Virgil is because DiBiase is so good to get a match of this caliber. Mm. Something's gone very badly wrong. Yeah. Um, Sherry does come out. She 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 attacks Roddy Piper. Her hair falls off almost immediately. I don't know if you saw that. <laughs> no, and I didn't she, she does the first kick and her hair just falls off. And she looks down at it and you can see her going, oh, her hair's falling off. And she, <laughs> she just picks it up and carries on. Nice. And then my favourite bit. she's sensational. Roddy Piper is on the floor and he's, he's been beaten by them and he's waving his crutch to keep everyone away. Yeah. And uh, Danny Davis, the referee, steps in to kind of go, you know, it's mm. all right, they've gone. And Roddy Piper chucks his crutch and it just goes straight into Danny Davis's nuts. I, pro- I couldn't work out whether he meant it to happen but Jesus Christ he beans him like in a, f- a fucking sack. Absolutely. Danny Davis goes, <laughs> I'm not again. How do you I mean in front of 16,000 people. I'm sick. Absolutely. It's one of the world's great nut shots. Yeah, it's, massively. Oh, it made me feel sick. Oh, it was lovely. Magic. <laughs> um, uh, the next match, uh, match 14, uh, or 13 if you're not counting the dark match, mm. um, with uh, the Mountie. The Mountie, and, Jacques and Jimmy, Rougeau. And uh, Jimmy Hart uh, defeating, oh, so it's again, spoiler. But people did ask for, um, you know, what actually happens. Yeah, they did. Tito Santana. Um, a year too late for this Mountie character to rock up. Yeah. Because last year, this was in Canada. Yes, isn't Could it? Could they not have done this a year earlier? Do you know what's hilarious about that? <laughs> the Canadian Royal Mounted Police, Yeah, they banned this character. What do you mean? Oh, they said it, it was oh, disrespectful. It oh. So when Jacques Rougeau used to go to Canada, mm. he had to perform as Jacques Rougeau, and they gave him different storylines. The policeman. Yeah. <laughs> the, so, the, the horse policeman. He had, on videos, if you bought WrestleMania in Canada... He comes out and he says, I am the Mountie. And in Canada, they dubbed it. So he says, I am Jacques Rougeau. You're kidding <laughs> no, me. this is true. Isn't that weird? I didn't yeah. realise that you could kind of trademark what is effectively just a, you know, a job. Well, well they said that he nicked the uniform and the name. Right. And they were saying the problem is if he's a bad guy <laughs> cheating, that's, that's bad for our organisation. Right. So okay. they, they made an official complaint. And so <laughs> in Canada, the Mountie was not allowed to be on videos and he couldn't appear. So when he was wrestling back at home, they just didn't let him be the Mountie. <laughs> really, really. I mean, think that's these wonderful. things through. Oh, think them through. brilliant. That's very enjoyable. Poor old Tito getting no love either. No. Just get zapped in the throat with the cattle prod. Uh, <laughs> Uh, again, you know, three days after Rodney King. Yeah. This all seems, you know, and and Rodney King was 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 uh, tased. Yeah. Uh, he th- he said that the, the police were actually testing out a taser on him, he felt. And so you've got this cattle prod in front of all these people in, in a racially divided LA who, are, mm. you know, it's, it's tense and in the air and wrestling comes in and goes, oh, just rub it in their face. Yeah. And, and you know, the Mountie, are literally a policeman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As well. Again, ta- attacking a minority character yeah. who is a Hispanic... You know, I mean, Jesus Christ, Vince McMahon. <laughs> a minute, minute and 21 seconds. That last. It's, it's amazing in some ways that people didn't just go, do you know what? WWF, no, you know, we're, you're banned. You just, we're going to set fire to everything in your warehouse because this is disgusting and disgraceful. <laughs> um, and, and, and I'm fully aware I've said that about the Mountie versus Tito Santana versus the match that's about to come up. I know, right? Jesus. Because um, this is usually like the, the quiet before the storm. and The desert storm. The desert storm. I've... Mm, lot, of, lot of chew through on the, uh, on the 15th match, isn't there? Yes. There really is. Yes. Sergeant Slaughter, he looks 
brilliant. I think iconic in yeah. the, in the Iraqi general's costume. Yeah, there there is something as well which which goes against the WWE have always said uh, that uh, he wasn't he was an Iraqi sympathizer. Yes, but he's wearing an Iraqi general's <laughs> costume, and you know, and his and his mate General Adnan. Mm. Is shouting Arabic yes. into the camera. Yeah, absolutely. Now, now, Sergeant Slaughter at this point is old. I, I, I should have yeah. checked this. I'm not sure whether or not, as WrestleMania main events go, yeah. whether he wouldn't be one of the oldest. One of the oldest. Right. Yeah. I mean, Hogan has an, another match in uh, WrestleMania 18, mm. but it's not the main event. So Hogan never really main events, even though it's against The Rock, mm. they actually put it in the wrong place. It should have been the main event. Right. But they, they had it further down the card. Yeah. So I think actually, as far as main eventers go in WrestleMania, I think Sergeant Slaughter could be the oldest. The oldest. I'm not 100% mm. sure. I'll double check that. Okay. Uh, for next time. <laughs> um, but, but Slaughter, he does a really, really good job with this. Mm. Uh, he, he's also, you forget... Watching it back, at the time, I remember thinking he was monstrously slow and he was mm. boring. And and the other thing about this is, the problem with this match is there could only ever be one winner. Yeah, Sergeant Slaughter was not going to beat Hulk Hogan no. at WrestleMania 7 no. and put the Iraqi flag up in the ring. <laughs> you know, so it was a match that had no jeopardy. No, uh, yeah, it, well, so all of the like, all the fraff at the start where he's you know he's he's setting fire to Hulk's um, little a little baby version of the of the shirt instead, like yeah. you said before, instead of um, the Iraqi flag and all, oh, sorry the American flag and stuff like that. Yeah, it's uh, there is a bit in 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 this match where he drapes the Iraqi flag over Hogan. Yeah, and there's an uncomfortable thing there, which is it mirrors the draping of coffins with the stars and stripes. Mm. And there's a thing or of Or in the second Gulf a... War, when uh, the uh, the US occupying forces puts the American flag over the Saddam Hussein um, yeah. thing, which was, a t- which was a mistake then. Yeah. They, did they learn nothing from WrestleMania 7? You, you can see. I mean, I mean, the other thing is, Slaughter is a guy called Robert Remus. He mm. was a genuine drill sergeant. So mm-hmm. he had served in, in the US military. He was a military man. So in a way, it's an even crueler thing that he had to do. Yeah. He's wrestling this match wearing a bulletproof vest. Is he really? Yeah, they were sh- really. We've what? we've talked in in the first episode of this this WrestleMania Seven uh, marathon that we've done about uh, how they changed the venue because they were scared of of, of a sniper. Mm. Well, it wasn't really a sniper. They hadn't sold the tickets. This turned people off. This main event, people didn't right. like it. But Slaughter was wearing a bulletproof jacket. He'd found that he he, he was getting turned away from restaurants. His family had been threatened, and they There's were no hiding that chin. No, and they no, absolutely not. And they were very anxious mm. that something could happen. The problem is in 1991 with a room full of people in a country where you have guns. Yeah, all you need is one person with one gun and yeah. one aim, mm-hmm. and then you're broadcasting the murder of one of your employees on mm. pay per view. Yeah, I mean that that would be. I don't think it's strong to say. A bit of a disaster. I was going to say box office. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, you know, I smell money. That's the terrible <laughs> thing about wrestling, isn't it? Is if you'd have said that's going to happen, would they have gone? Yeah, let's do this. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> everyone guaranteed it's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. guaranteed this is going to happen. It's uh, it, you know, so so Robert Remus, Sergeant Slaughter, is mm. given this, and he does the best job he can. Mm. And I think of all the people who had to do it. He's the only one who could have done it effectively, but also he's the only one who it must have really hurt to do. There's a, a really sort of sad irony in that. Yeah. Um, he and McMahon had fallen out 
uh, in the early 80s when, when uh, Slaughter was a huge babyface mm. in the WWF, uh, having, what, what, having been a brilliant heel. So, he, what, hang on, so he started, he was always Sergeant Slaughter. Yeah. He didn't change gimmick. Um, no. So he started I think he as was, a, He was originally like a super destroyer, he was called. Right. But, but he becomes Sergeant Slaughter very, very early on. Yeah. Playing off the fact that he had this legitimate Drill army style, yeah, background. Yeah. 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 And uh, early 80s, he is huge. He's second only to Hulk Hogan. This is pre-WrestleMania 1. Second mm. only to Hulk Hogan. He is bigger than Andre the Giant. Isn't so, that weird? Because I, you know, looking at him, much I don't, I just haven't. Because you only ever see uh, like a yearly snapshot yeah. of how everything's gone. You're like, yeah. oh, sounds like I remember him from from school. Yeah, but I don't remember him. You know, I didn't well, think of him as being that, I, that big a deal. I mean, ten years before in 1981, he was a rule breaker, and he'd had some matches against Pat Patterson in Madison Square Gardens, where right. he was just like Mr. Perfect. He bounces around the ring. He was such a good seller. Yeah, he was crisp. His timing was astonishing. Mm. He was never flashy. He was just really good. Yeah. He used to take part in bootstrap matches and things, and then he took on the Iron Shake, and that patriotism part of it really, really made him popular. Right, okay, yeah. Um, but it's he, like you said, you said in, the, in, in, in previous episodes, like, we don't give a shit about flags, really. No. We don't really give a shit if, you know, uh, about no. national... We're not as... Na- we are as nationalistic, but we, you know, we don't you, really care about flags. You're seeing, <laughs> you're seeing when slaughter is huge, Funnily enough, there's another war on, which is the Iran-Iraq war. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and the Americans, there are American hostages in that, and mm. Jimmy Carter is going over there to try and free them in 79, 80. Mm. So it is still political, but it was at a time when it was just, there weren't American servicemen mm. being killed. Yeah. So that was a war that you could enjoy. You could go, ha-ha, he's beating up the, you know, the, the evil guy who are the hostage takers. Yeah. And it's all very clean and very simple. By the time Slaughter comes back, it's 10 years later. He's mm. not in the shape that he used to be. He's still good at selling, but he's slow. Mm. And what you've got is Hogan, who is not a spring chicken, mm. and Slaughter, who is old. And the two of them are doing a match that's like in half speed. Yeah. You know, Slaughter does some really good bumping that's really, really funny and really good where he's up against the ropes. And he does the hardest job. He's got the hardest job. He has to convincingly be beaten up because that's what the, the fans want to see. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he does the best he can. But, oh, it's a tough watch. <laughs> it really is. Um, the, the more where um, I, uh, you know, I know what blading is, mm. um, Hulk Hogan blades. Yeah. And I enjoyed forensically going through every frame of the bit where he blades. Uh-huh. It was such a classy bit of work. Yeah. And, it, you know, probably wrestling fans are going, oh, what an obvious blading job. But I was like, that's incredible. Yeah. So, he's, on the, he's on the floor. He's getting, he's getting wherever he's hidden the blade on his part person. He gets the blade out. Mm-hmm. And then, I think it's um, it's yeah. It's, he gets hit on the head with the um, chair. I think yeah. Or he or he he either does this before or after. Either way, the way he rakes that blade across his head. Yeah. He does it with such one motion. Like I'd have taken out my eye with it. <laughs> like he just takes it across his head, and then he put and then he as he gets hit by the chair or he's laying down on the floor. Mm. He puts the blade on the floor, and the referee picks it up. Great. And I'm like, I'm watching that going, that was really smooth. Like, Isn't it? Bearing in mind that nowadays like, the cameras are a little bit clearer than they used to be. Mm. Uh, there's more camera angles uh, and people are kind of like more aware of what's going on than ever before. And they, they managed to kind of pass that off really well. They do. And that, that's all part of the sort of... And then of... he gets blood all over the Iraqi flag. <laughs> well, well he, st- he sticks blood all over uh, Stars and Stripes. He, he gets, <laughs> someone gives him the Stars and Stripes, he holds it up, and then he wipes all the blood off his head and gives it back to them. <laughs> I don't want it covered in blood, mate. 
It's revolting. <laughs> what are you thinking? <laughs> oh, man. And um, Bloody Stars on Stripes, that also, that looks like Vietnam. I mean, that's, you know, the whole thing there is just, that's a nightmarish <laughs> combination of things. Um, <laughs> it, it, it is, it is uh, I, think, I think it's a really unwatchable match. And mm. it's hard to imagine just how distasteful it was when it was yeah. on. Um, they had a long-running program, uh, I think, on NBC, which was called Saturday Night's Main Event. Right. That had been running since 1985, and it was cancelled within two weeks after WrestleMania. Right, okay. They, well, who did? Um... Uh, this was NBC. Um, yeah, NBC cancelled Saturday Night's Main Event uh, uh, pretty much because they found this uh, this whole bit so distasteful really? during the Iraq and uh, the, ah. the Iraq conflict yeah uh, which which is understandable it's it yeah. is you know they took a gamble on this not not being they, they it was lowest common denominator mm. and this is always the problem with wrestling they have to get advertisers on television people don't yeah. want to be associated with wrestling because it's tawdry yeah. and that's that's what they think yeah. and then you watch something like this and it is tawdry and it's really really poor mm. pretty much immediately after wrestlemania 7 uh, Sergeant Slaughter starts a thing going, I want my country back, where they try and rehabilitate him. Mm. But he's never, you know, as popular as he had been. No. I think, you know, it was, it was, he, this was, funnily enough, his biggest, most visible run. Right. So even though everyone remembers him as being this great good guy, mm. probably more people knew him as the Iraqi <laughs> Sergeant Slaughter. Just, yeah. Just such a weird, I don't know how they managed it. I mean, they must have carefully done it, but Christ, mm. getting that across. As yeah. a kind of like, you know, a turncoat, it's just oh, it's very strange. Yeah, isn't and then, it? And then befriending literally Saddam Hussein's oldest friend. <laughs> I, I haven't talked about him enough, and I'm going to. Uh, that, this is uh, Sheikh Adnan al Kasi. Yes. He was uh, around wrestling for a long, long time. Mm. In fact... He wrestled he, for a different company before... He, he, he'd wrestled for the AWA, which yes. was uh, a smaller company run by a guy called Vern Gagne, mm. uh, which uh, saw some of the biggest stars come out of. Um, who would often then go to WWE. So Hogan had a run in the AWA. Yeah. Uh, Kurt Hennig, Mr. Perfect, the Road Warriors, Ric mm. Flair, Iron Sheik. They'd all been sort of started there. And uh, this this guy, uh, his real name was Adnan bin Abdul Karim Ahmed Al-Kassi El-Fathi. And he Not had... Not are they? <laughs> Not at all. And in the 70s, he tried to bring sort of professional wrestling to Baghdad. Yes, yeah. He was... Um, I think that photograph that was taken with Saddam Hussein was when they were old. It wasn't when they were... It was. They were, they, were, they were classmates at high school. Yeah. And then they stayed in contact. So he, he brings in Andre the Giant to Iraq and he beat Andre the Giant in 1971. <laughs> uh, Saddam Hussein, it says it was under his auspices. Right. So I hope Saddam Hussein was there yeah. watching his old classmate beat Andre the Giant. <laughs> to see Andre the Giant, I imagine he met the Pope as well. Yeah. Is there any... Oh, he, he famously met Samuel Beckett when he was a child. He must Samuel have just Beckett, met the loads Pope, of people. Saddam Hussein. I bet he's met, like, the Beatles as well. There must be a photo of Andre and the <laughs> I Beatles I want to say somewhere. Andre put in his hand, his massive hand, oh. which he did quite a lot. Over to the Saddam Hussein's face. <laughs> yeah, really, really squashing Shirley Temple by accident. <laughs> One of the two. Um, but um, uh, very soon, uh, Adnan Al-Kassi begins to think maybe Saddam is, you know, we're rivals rather than friends. People are going missing. So he decides to flee and mm. he goes to the US and he ends up working for the WWF back in the 70s. Mm. Not as an Iraqi, but as a Native American. <laughs> what did that come from? <laughs> he works uh, as Billy White Wolf. Uh, and Good. in 1976 with uh, Chief Jay Strongbow, who was also not Native American, he was an Italian, uh, they won the <laughs> WWF World Tag Team Championships. Of course it is. Um, really, really sort of odd career. 
where you're Saddam Hussein's <laughs> mate, then you're a Native American, and then you're working in the main event at WrestleMania. Um, Sheikh Adnan's still alive. He's, I think he's 83. Right. And let me just put this out there. If he would like to come out <laughs> for a pint next time he's around, I would love to speak with him. Yeah. Uh, just, I mean, what, what an life. amazing life. Incredible. Uh, we will, I'll, I'll put up, I'll make sure I do put up the picture of him and Saddam Hussein. Yeah. Like a lot of Iraqi pictures, they always look a little bit like they've been photoshopped. Yeah, they always look a bit like kind of, um, the, the contrast isn't quite there, so yeah. it looks a little bit false, but, but, you know. I often think that's because people, other people have been taken out of the picture. Yes. Rather than people have been added in. <laughs> I think that was uh, one of Saddam's big tricks. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, I mean, <sighs> It's it's a nasty main event. No, yeah, it is. I don't nice. I, I don't think there is a worse main event in WrestleMania until you get. But there, there's an Undertaker Sid Justice, which is stinky. Right? Why is that stinky? Is it, who's Sid Justice? Why <sighs> they're just, they're just crap. The two big guys it doesn't really work. Oh, right. you'll, you'll see. We're, oh, we're yeah, coming okay. up to that. We're so coming it's, up. It's to just that. not like it's not offensive. No, it's just no, stinky. it's just it's just not what you want. There's been there's been better <laughs> matches, but this. <laughs> This is a you know it's just I didn't I didn't like it I didn't buy I didn't pay for this and Hogan at the end is so pleased with himself mm. mate Sergeant Slaughter looks like your fucking great uncle <laughs> uh, you can beat him can you you, you know you took seven thousand steroids and you're able to beat to death a sixty two year old man <laughs> well done mate well oh, done where did, so um how long is because remember when he went away and did Hollywood Hogan somewhere else? Yes, that's by the time he goes to WCW. Right. Is, is Hulk Hogan that far away from that? Because presumably, uh, presumably he's in a couple more WrestleManias before that happens. He is. He's He comes back for nine. Right. But by uh, the time... No Hulk Hogan in eight. <gasps> oh, no, there is eight. Yes, sorry. Oh, okay, I, thought, yeah, I, I okay. forgot where we are. He, was, yeah. uh, he does come back in eight. Yeah. He has a main event, but yeah. that's very much the end of his era. Right. He's now not looking... Particularly super, super, right. no, certainly not incredible. And mm. he comes back in nine, and that's uh, another bit where the business is going in different directions. Right. And he has a last hurrah there, which is very, very unpopular. Right. Uh, and by that point, he disappears until he returns uh, at WrestleMania 18, uh, much older, yeah. probably more nervous than he's ever been at any WrestleMania, where he faces The Rock. And it's one of the most remarkable WrestleMania matches of all. The reaction of the crowd is just. I mean, it's never been seen before. Right. Probably since. Oh. You're going to love it. I am going to I'm. I'll, I might watch it now. <laughs> I'm not going to watch it now. Sergeant Slaughter comes back <laughs> in this year's WrestleMania, <laughs> where he's, he's playing a, uh, a Syrian. Um, he's a, a friend of uh, Bas, uh, uh, Assad. Uh, he's, he's got, his friend is called Bash Assad. And, uh, I mean, he's got a finishing move, which is absolutely against international law. I don't even know whether that's true or not. No, it's not. Yeah, well, it could be. <laughs> it will be when we're promoting our horrible federation. <laughs> How is your Korean? Sarge? <laughs> I'll do it! Um, just before we finish on Sergeant Slaughter, we'll end on something nice, which mm. is uh, in 1985, he was approached by a record producer who said, you are a huge star. You're no longer with the WWF, but you're a huge star. Mm. Would you like to join the heavy metal band Autograph? <laughs> Where'd that come from? <laughs> Sergeant Slaughter goes, I like what you're thinking. Yeah. We're, we're opposite attracts. You know, these, these are very sort of like, you know, glam metal, poodle-haired rockers uh, Autograph. I like where this is going, but uh, have you thought about if I was a solo act? And the guy says, this also is an excellent idea. So in <laughs> 1985, 
he released his first full-length LP. LP? Which was called Sergeant Slaughter and Camouflage Rocks America. His backing band were called Camouflage. Camouflage, nice. Yeah, isn't it? Uh, Sergeant Slaughter and the Camouflage. Boot, the boot camp uh, beater on drums. Uh, they rock America. I'll tell you, uh, they had uh, some, some good uh, songs. Love Your Country, brackets based on the song Love Somebody. Love somebody, oh. love. So I think he goes, so love your country. So he doesn't even get the money for that. He doesn't get any money no. for that. Badly uh, thought out. I know we all want to hear Sergeant Slaughter singing Temptation Eyes. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> don't know what that is. Uh, A4, The Hurt Is Gone. A5, Missing in Action. Oh no. Side B, Happy Birthday, Miss Liberty and Long Distance Love Affair. <laughs> Um, if we can dig some of that music out, we will end the is, show with a bit of that. It is on YouTube, Peter, so okay. your wish is Sergeant Slaughter's <laughs> Turncoat Command. <laughs> uh, I should should point wow. out, you might go, oh, I'm going to listen to all of them. Um, <laughs> he doesn't sing on all of them. In quite a lot of them, he's just speaking. In quite a lot of them, he doesn't even speak. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've got to give autograph. Slash camouflage. Yeah. Uh, you know, you got up on the front and centre. Yeah, you know? they, they even toured. They even toured. They, they did, toured they, with they, Sergeant they did, Slaughter. They did five gigs, Sergeant Slaughter and Camouflage, in New York City. And <laughs> Sergeant Slaughter went, uh, he said, look, everyone wants to be a rock star. I thoroughly enjoyed it, but I was very uncomfortable with it. Very <laughs> uncomfortable. Um, and this man has worn <laughs> a bulletproof vest. <laughs> I can't work out what's weirder. is When he's in the heavy metal band, if you'd have said to him... <laughs> One day you're going to be an Iraqi sympathiser and you'll be wearing a bulletproof vest wrestling. Or if when he was an Iraqi sympathiser wearing a bulletproof vest, you'd have said to him, remember when you were in a heavy metal band? Remember <laughs> you were at the Brooklyn Ball? My life's unusual. <laughs> <laughs> he must be expecting like crazy shit to happen all the time. Oh, absolutely. But I, um, I, uh, I, I, did, I did think, poor sod, he had a rough ride there, and it made yep. it quite like Sergeant Slaughter. Nice. I thought, Hulk Hogan, you're a dick. <laughs> uh, well, we're we'll probably going to have to leave it there, because I'm, quite frankly, emotionally drained. I'm wrestlemania out. I'm wrestlemania out too, Mark. Well, wrestle- I'm wrestlemania out three. Good <laughs> God. The best wrestlemania out of all. What the WrestleMe has come to. <laughs> uh, if you want to get just a short, as always, short at WrestleMePod.com. You can find us on Twitter as well. Uh, if you've got something that needs um, further examination, do send us uh, that on Twitter at WrestleMePod and if you um, we'll get a little bit of a chance and you fancy doing a rate or review on iTunes yes. they all help and they will help us get more exciting projects off the ground exactly I don't know what I'm doing with that we literally have had one idea and it's this and it's being made so there's, there is literally no more <laughs> there's nothing left. The, the well is dry <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's jammed a man with a, 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 an elderly man with a gigantic chin <laughs> into the well, and we can't get anything more out. It's Andre the Giant down there. <laughs> oh. oh, wrestle me, Mark. Wrestle me, Pete. We'll see you next week for WrestleMania Eight. Take care, WrestleManiacs. Love you. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. 
Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their Golden Glow Body Set includes three clinically proven bestsellers for smooth, glowing skin. While the Glow and Go Facial Set provides spa-level results at home. Both sets come in giftable boxes with savings up to $48 and free shipping for a limited time. For 10% off your first order site-wide, go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM.